I have my uh, freshly printed copy of Crane's Detroit Business. You can see it all at cranesdetroit.com, and you can hear a lot of it all right here, right now, with Kelly Root. Kelly, of course, is Crane's Detroit Business Executive Editor. Good Monday morning to you, Kelly. Good morning, Paul W. How are you? I am fine, thank you. And uh, I'm I'm certainly uh, uh, following how people are responding and reacting to what Russia has done. It's interesting all the different things. TikTok won't go into Russia now or is cutting it off. And, uh, and MasterCard and Visa and don't drink Russian vodka. I never will ever again. Mm-hmm. And all these different things are happening. And you guys take a look at that and how it affects Metro Detroit businesses. We do. Um, Our reporter, Kurt Nagel, spoke to um, a couple of uh, female business owners in the metro Detroit area who came over from Russia decades ago. There's there's kind of an unspoken um, impact kind of, you know, on on Russian people with with ties to Russia who have small businesses, um, who have Russian clients or have contractors in Russia and they're having a hard time. As you mentioned, you know, we've, we've done stories about folks who are bars who aren't serving uh, Russian vodka anymore. But for people um, who have longstanding businesses here um, that, that have Russian ties, they're really struggling right now. Kurt talked to um, a woman named Maria Petrenko, who's a web developer, um, a woman named Jenny Fetarevich, who um, is a filmmaker, and she worked on the uh, documentary about the Russian Five the famed Soviet Union players on the Red Wings, and she's in the middle of adapting a film about that. And uh, both of these women have basically had their business kind of ground to a halt. Um, the web developer says she's lost clients. She can't pay her employees in Russia because of the sanctions going on right now. And the, the filmmaker that we talked to um, says that she's worried about uh, film houses pulling this movie because it's about Russians. And she's had to delay timelines for projects to be filmed in Eastern Europe. So basically, they, they make clear, of course, to us that they are, you know, they're against the war. They're, they don't support what their um, home country is doing in the UK, Ukraine by any means. But they just want folks to know that, um, the, you know, they, they hope that it doesn't turn into this sort of blind resentment of Russian people here because it's really hard for them and their businesses. Well, you know what? This is... I, I, it's akin to people blaming the regular Asian person on the street because of what their leaders were involved with with the pandemic. And the mm-hmm. average person on the street has nothing to do with anything like that. And in Russia, the average person on the street doesn't even want to be doing what Putin is doing. So don't blame the average Russian person for all of that. It's squarely the Putin and his followers, his sheep that follow him. It isn't the average Russian that is causing this trouble. On the other hand, the average Russian is going to be hurt by all this that's being done, and not just the average ones, but the wealthy ones are going to have to eventually say, this Putin guy is costing us everything. We need to get rid of him, because I don't know what else anyone's going to do or how else they're going to do it at this point. So... It's going to be a rough time to be a Russian. Uh, really bad time to have uh, Vladimir Putin or Adolf Putin in charge of your country. Absolutely. And the Russian sanctions uh, certainly have put a, a spotlight on 
a rare mineral here in Michigan, the potash or potash. This is a, this is a, a fascinating story. We learned a lot about potash at the Cranes uh, newsroom this week, and we've been joking about it, the pronunciation. As you as you know, it is potash. Right. I keep calling it potash, which we sounds all like do. something you'd order for breakfast. Right. Right. Um, but I'll have a potash a, uh, and a black coffee. <laughs> I've been calling it that all week. This is a this is a really fascinating story. Um, Dustin Walsh, our our, uh, our reporter who looked into this. Um, it's timely in that part of the problem right now with the sanctions is that they affect the mining of this mineral potash, which is a, a mineral salt far underneath the earth, and it's only mined in a couple spots in the whole world. And Russia and Belarus are the main uh, the, the main countries where it's found. And because of the sanctions, there's been a tightening up of that market. It's hard to get it's hard to you know get a hold of, and it's used in fertilizer for farmers all over the country. It turns out that Michigan, in 2013, there was a discovery of a, of a huge deposit of potash in, in the city of, in the area of Evert, which is north of Big Rapids, and um, there's plans underway to start mining that, which could really help um, American and Michigan farmers who are suffering from a shortage of this mineral. And it's just, it, it's, it's kind of a, a, an amazing story about how this uh, deposit was discovered, 15,000 acres in Osceola and Macosta counties, and it's valued at about $65 billion. Yay, yay, yay. Yes, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge um, you know, deposit of this stuff that, that is going to start being mined, and you know, Michigan, the state of Michigan has approved permits for it, and so it's coming at a very um, timely, you know, it's a timely discovery as this, uh, as the sanctions have made this, this natural resource harder and harder to find. Never a bad time to find out you've got $65 billion worth of anything on your property. <laughs> Who owns the it's property? Exactly. Um, it's now, uh, I believe, you know, partially in the government control. I'm not quite sure. That's, that's oh, good. something that... So um, our taxes are going to go down because the, the government <laughs> owns, is just got a boost of $65 billion. Oh, this is so good news, Kelly. I well, always appreciate the Everett, good news. Everett is also the site of that former Nestle water plant that's now owned by the company that makes Ice Mountain. So it's kind of an interesting area of, uh, of yeah, business going on over there in that small, small town. We have a minute, so quick note on uh, the new kind of family philanthropy that rises in Ann Arbor. Yes, this is about a, a, a billionaire couple, uh, Doug Song and his wife, uh, Lynn Song. They are tech entrepreneurs who have basically struck it rich, and they are working to establish a new foundation in the Ann Arbor area. Sherry Welch is, is talking about it in her story, where they're giving away, um, they're, they're trying to give away a bunch of their money for things like economic equity, uh, criminal justice reform, small business development. It's great news for philanthropy in the uh, Ann Arbor there's, area. There's a quote that says, it's real work to give away money. No, it isn't. The name is Paul W. Smith, easy to spell on a check. <laughs> You can find me. <laughs> so, they can if find not, you, absolutely. If not, I'll come to you. All right. Appreciate your work always. Uh, Kelly Root, Cranes Detroit Business Executive Editor. It's out there on the stands and at cranesdetroit.com as we continue on WJR.